Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Lions. Hey, George. Is it going? I'm in your home. You are in my home. I we, am. We are awkwardly positioned around my kitchen table. It is true. And I think that that calls for a forecast of doom. <laughs> God. So, have you ever been. As disappointed in getting what you wanted out of election results, because yeah. I because this is the one I wanted. Yeah, like everybody, oh, I was yeah. I was like vote vote for Doom. I want Doom, and then we got it, and I was like, wow. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, ne- never have I not wanted something so much and never known until I received it. Like it was just kind of like no. I mean, to be fair, out of all of the ones that were on the board, this one still may be the best worst one or the worst best one. I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. I, I'm never totally sure what the vocabulary is for uh, a thing that's so the best bad, of a bad subset. <laughs> yes, like I don't. It, do we use the positive word in this case? The negative. It doesn't matter because uh, it's a bad movie. But it's not all bad. It's just about eighty-five percent bad. It, it's true. No, I mean, in, in all honesty, you don't need to really watch this movie. You just need to go onto YouTube and watch the one part that you remember being good, and the rest of it is awful. And speaking of top of the hour visuals. And unlike the movie, which spends 90 minutes before it gives you what you want, we're going to start off by discussing the one visual that everybody wants to talk about, because we're better people than the people that made this movie. Yeah, there's no reason to spend 90 minutes getting to this part. No, no. So, so the, the one visual that is by far, in a way, the most iconic and, and definitely the most doom is just the, the, the ending. Like, right at the end, when he wakes up and looks at himself in the mirror, and then it's first-person shooter, that is amazing. Yes, and, and they... I, I swear to God, and I actually checked the time, like, it's 90 minutes into the movie, not that scene, that scene is, like, about 100 minutes in, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it's about 90 minutes into the movie when the movie remembers it's not a horror movie, and mm-hmm. that it's an action movie based on an action game, and and you can tell, because in that scene, everything is brightly lit, you can tell what's going on, yep. you can see the gun, you can see the monsters, you can see all the gore, like... It's like they they fired the director, but then didn't reshoot all of the scenes that that director had filmed, and they were like, "Ah, we'll we'll ship it. It's fine." Yeah, no, I mean that's the thing is that the tone completely shifts, and I think that 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 does speak to one of the points, which is that Doom was never a horror game. Nope. I mean, it's a hundred percent about they, empowerment. They, tri- they tried once. I think Doom Three was a lot oh boogie boogier, mm. but it's still. They, like, immediately abandoned that. Like, yeah. They did it for, like, one game. Exactly. Because no, there was, like, Doom was all about just running and gunning. And, I mean, it was basically what canonized the first-person shooter. And then Doom 2, like, canonized what Doom was, which was just – it was just more of the same. It was just running and just killing demons. Yeah. You know? they, they literally could have called it Doom again. Yeah. Because it's it's just, did you like Doom? This is more of that. We, yeah. We, it, we tweaked a few things, but it's almost identical. Exactly. And then Doom 3 is fine, whatever. And then Doom 2016 was absolutely a return to form. And this, I think, unfortunately came out in, like, that weird muddling middle ground where Doom wasn't sure what Doom wanted to be. And I think it wanted to be Resident Evil. It's not Resident Evil. Which, now that I think on it, is doubly hilarious because uh, the Doom games are all about empowerment and, like, you you are the supermarine yes. who's going to literally stop the tide of hell yes. from washing over humanity. You're the hero of time. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, almost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do wear green. Yeah. <laughs> but in the movie, for the, the first half of the movie, like, 90% of my notes are just like, it's so dark. I can't see what's going on. Like yep. I kept turning the brightness up on the screen we were watching on. Like I just couldn't tell what the hell was going on. And and it's all for <laughs> like lazy jump scares. It's all for cheap, like boogie boogie monsters, like jumping out at you, which is not what the doom games are about. Resident evil is an incredibly brightly lit. The movies are like incredibly brightly lit, colorful action romps where the main character has hmm. f- literal superpowers because she's like, She's what I think they were trying to do with, right. with the the clones and like make a genetic superhuman. She's the fifth element. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she, she's like the perfect you know person kind of thing. And but those games are super dark, muddy horror games. Hmm. So it, I think when you say like, oh, they wanted to be Resident Evil, it's like yes, but also Resident Evil was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like so they, it's like- they both somehow just mit- their their scripts got switched in production or something <laughs> like it. It makes no sense. No, no, it doesn't. And 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 and. That does lead nicely into the fact that, yes, all of the first 90 minutes of it is, and we can get to this more in plot, but just rife with backstory that we don't need. No. And mean, don't care about. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't need, I mean, what what is the history of Doom Guy? He's just, I mean, he doesn't even have a name. He's Doom Guy. Doom Guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like, there there is a fan theory, which I 100% ascribe to, which is that he is Link from The Legend of Zelda. This is a thing. Oh yes, of course. Oh yes, no, and actually, uh, it's 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 pretty well substantiated because like they're both um, silent protagonists. They both, you know, like there's no master sword anymore, but they're both like fighting against hell. Both wear green armor, um, but most importantly, and the thing that sold me on it was um, if you look at the uh, was it UAC like corp? Oh yeah, yeah, what, whatever. Hell, hell corp. Yeah, hell corp. The one, the one trying to mine hell energy or whatever they're up to these days. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the Triforce, like. Yeah, so so no, I was super slow on that. But anyways, like yeah, no, it's Doom Guy. There's no, you don't need these like super intricate character backstories, and so they did it, I guess, to make you invest on these people that you know are going to die. Like, yeah. you know, nobody's gonna survive this thing. And and like you said, like all the visuals are super dark, and it's like, like oh, this thing jumped out at me. Oh, now we gotta like wait for it. And and actually, this speaks to the fact that like the tension and release cycle is way off. Yes, because the thing is that like. It should be like build tension, build tension, build tension, and release. But the problem is that that cycle time should be like maybe, especially in a movie like this, if you wanted to do a horror movie, like maybe five minutes, but like 20 minutes of just like, no, we got to like re-baseline. We got to have a bunch of like weird Christian mythology, which we'll get into later. But but yeah, it's just so they had all these super dark visuals in support of that, but we didn't need that. Nope. Nope. And there's a lot of that backstory in because there's there's scenes where things are like, okay right because they're in like the part of the lab that's like under quarantine but not and and everything there is like well late and everything's fine but they (laughs) they have all these little character moments where you can tell what they're trying to do which is like oh they don't want you to like this guy so that when he dies it's like super satisfying they want you to like this guy so that when he dies it's super sad and this guy they want you to be kind of unsure about so you have to like form your own opinions but actually they're all terrible people yes they're just varying levels of terrible and they have all of these little scenes with the the blonde guy who i'm just going to call the rapist cuz he's a rapist yes he so- he is so, like, blonde rapist guy. Well, he's the worst rapist. Yes, he's, of, he's of a yes. cabal of rapists. Yes, he's the, he's the most weirdly okay with being a rapist of yeah. the rapist. So yeah. he, 
he has like all these scenes in the like they go into like a sewer water reclaim thing there he goes into the bathroom to like phone for help against orders and like he has all these scenes where he's lit like the phantom of the opera mm. and it's like it's like wh- how does he know to add even more creepy tension to his lines by like allowing him to be like side lit <laughs> or like or to be like lit from beneath like a like he's doing a campfire story and it's just it's it's all of these creepy visuals on him and it's like if he had turned out to be the villain right right i'd be like oh that's why they made him such a creep because like it turns out he's the villain and that's why like everywhere he went was like dark and foreboding so that when you saw him you associated with like this dark and foreboding but like there's none of that nope it's dies just, on the shitter yeah dies on the shitter it's just <laughs> it's just dark and muddy for no reason that's not the aesthetic of the game that's not the aesthetic of the good part of the movie it's no. like they they just have all of this dark muddy setup for 90 freaking minutes and then they just completely abandon it the 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 first person scene is super well lit super doom feeling yeah. and then the the big fight with the rock is i mean it's weird blue light but it's like super well lit like you could see everything because it's a you know kung fu yeah. fight scene so they have to like light it so that you can see what's happening it's just it's so weird. It's like there's even a scene where the characters turn the light on you yes. know, in a hallway. Yep. As if they've had forgotten up until that moment that they could just turn the lights on and then they never do it again. No. It which I mean like and at one point, you know, one of them kind of has a throwaway line of them like attempting to justify it where he's just kind of like uh some one of the characters is talking um and he pulls him aside he's like every time you talk you give away our position. It's like, yeah, so do your flashlights. I mean, I get that like People can hear you from further away, sure, but it's like if you've got the lights off because you want to be super stealthy, and I mean, to be fair, neither of us are, you know, military or whatever the hell these guys are, but like a part of me is just kind of like, okay, yeah, but so if you're trying to hunt something and you're the only thing producing light, then you're not stealthy you know like if they had night vision goggles as you pointed out then that would make sense because they're not producing light and so then they can hunt whatever it is they're hunting but even at first it's like unclear as to why like what like they're not sure what they're hunting they're just trying to like get like uh, the whole plot doesn't make any sense because it's like okay so wait they're (laughs) they're trying to enforce a quarantine which they do insanely poorly get everybody out sort of and they're trying to rescue six scientists contain the data yeah and and the data and contain the threat right because they in like in all terrible horror movies where a virus might break out or hell energy might break out like the the heroes can't know what's going on even if we the audience have that background like from the games or from other source material like they can't know because otherwise they would not do what they do and die in all the hilarious ways that everybody dies and all this stuff like but even as they get additional information, no one really changes anything until like the very there's one like pivotal conflict right near the end where the rock is like, no, no, we're not we're not doing this because our job is to just contain the threat. And right now the threat is any infected people, right. which again, like they're not Doom is not about zombies. No. Like it's about hell. hell. Yeah. So they're really there's a lot of zombie terminology and like infected and turning yeah and and then they just abandon all of that and like yeah. and stop talking about it yeah because i mean that's the thing is it in doom and 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 so i could understand to the degree of them being like oh we don't actually want to like make it an actual portal to hell because you know like oh parents will get upset but it's like if you already let them play doom 
the game and this is a doom movie what what were you it's like the people who went to deadpool and they're like i had no idea it would be so great. it's like it's rated r yeah. it's you know like what did you and, and rated r and it tells like the mpaa like has or MP, yeah mpaa has like rated r for these things yeah it's like you know language and nudity and drug use and it's like i didn't know there would be nudity and drug use and it's like <laughs> it, i mean it does what it says on the tin like it's right there and the thing with with the the dooms let's say let's say you're right because they really uh are picky with the christian mythology like there's a couple scenes where they oh, have yes yeah, we, we, we'll get into the christian <laughs> mythology because I've, I've got strong opinions about that well there, there's a couple scenes where they like ham it up a lot and then they like don't talk about it for a while and then like ham it up a little more and but if they'd wanted to do zombies or a zombie like a virus or something, or even if it's just like, we don't know what the hell is happening. We don't know what the hell is. Even, Whoa. Right, even, if they wanted to do that and just not come right out and say that it's hell, it's like, that's totally cool. Maybe don't have all of this stuff supporting that it's zombies and then stop talking about any of that and just never explain it like you can have it unexplained yeah. you can have it be zombies you can have it be hell you can have it be something else or all a combination of these things but it's never it's not left intentionally vague and it's never explained so yeah. we're just left confused yes and and confused it's like because the the stakes are super weird like we're confused as what those are um i don't know if this is the correct visuals is the correct time to bring this up but um, one of the things that we spoke about in another movie is that there's just this movie is definitely a video game movie because it's got a bunch of like dumb stuff shoehorned in <laughs> where you're just kind of like, oh, God, you 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 are assuming that your exclusive audience is stereotypical 14 year old boys like like a bad Hollywood's writers attempt at writing a 14 year old boy. That is who you're marketing this to because you of course had to have the obligatory naked woman scene. Yep. Yeah. Just why uh, it's an R rated movie there. They also, they drop a bunch of random F bombs that don't see like, because if someone, you know, sees like something horrible happen and they're like, ah, F bomb like that, I get, but all of the F bombs felt like uh, we can swear because the movie's rated R. Yep. And then there's like the one this one zombie who is not like a mutant because everyone else who is fully clothed when mm-hmm. they turn into hell zombies, they look hideous. Like their skin color changes, their eyes get all freaky. Like they're all freaky and gross. But of course this one woman who for no explained reason is naked because when she turned, she was not naked. What one assumes unless she was like the one person at she, the office. No, we know she wasn't because she was the arm woman. Right. So, like, she, at the beginning of the movie, her arm oh, gets cut did. off in the door. Yeah, so we do see her. Yeah, just dressed in normal clothes. Yeah. Like, she, I think she has glasses on, Like she, but she's definitely not naked. Right. And if her clothes were like, I would, if they wanted to shoehorn boobs in, which they shouldn't, right. but, like, make her, her shirt torn, yeah. you know, or, or have her clothes be, like, ragged and falling off from the struggle she had with the monster that bit her and turned her, like... This is not hard. Like no. y- you can easily get naked breasts into a movie if that's what you care about. But to have her be literally head to toe naked and not dirty, not bloody. I mean, except for her arm. Right. But like she is in no way marred. So it's like she got bit. Was is this like a uh, is this like a, a hypothermia thing? Like yeah. like she got bit by the monster, has no visible mark of where she was bit, and then went into this locker room and like calmly got completely undressed and then started writing like. 
horrible pretenses on like the one. Yeah, no, it just, and again, like I said, like, it was just like, I saw that and I was like, oh God, come on. Like just, can we just for a moment pretend that you're not marketing this to the worst type of prepubescent or pubescent, you know, teenager. It's just kind of yeah, like. Yeah, it, it's it's bro bro high fives all the way down. Yeah. Every, every line out of almost every uh, Marine on the team's mouth is either like sexualizing the, the lady doctor the, or the, the or she's an archaeologist scientist the scientist yeah. lady the John, doom guy's sister i don't know man doom, doom girl yeah so our archaeology is all like anthropology i'm not sure if it's really a science but <laughs> she seems to be like a medical doctor no, and she, an archaeologist and a biologist and a geneticist like she's a no she's they, a polyglot <laughs> this 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 movie falls into a, into a thing that many movies do which is she is generic scientist x you know yes. like she just has all of these abilities i mean like i'm a chemist <laughs> I do not know my way around a demon corpse, you know? And she's just, like, like ripping into the thing, you know? And, like, doing she, – she does an autopsy. Yeah. Liver, kidney. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, even if they just had, like, a throwaway line of just kind of, like, you know – like, because her brother is one of the Marines for reasons. Um, if, even if you just said, like, you know, like, oh, which, you know, like, oh, so you're an anthropologist now? Like, what – what um, or, sorry, an archaeologist? Like, oh, so you're an archaeologist now? Like, like I thought you were going to be a doctor. Like, which – which do, which doctorate are you working on now? Like something, that, S- something. So they say like, oh, well, you're a super genius, and you have like 17 doctorates, and you know. So it's like, oh, is this like the, oh, what was it called? Like a, a you, she's like a dilettante, you right. know? Like that, fine, you know. But again, it's just you know, it's just sloppy. It's just so sloppy. The visuals, it's all sloppy. But yeah. the visuals in particular are not in keeping. They're not. They do not make for a good movie, and they are not in service to the brand. So I just don't know why they're like this. Yeah. And and she she is almost never in a poorly lit place. She's wearing you know a science tank top because that's what all scientists wear in a genetics lab is like a thin ribbed tank top that makes to show make sure to show off your bust. Like it's it's what I wear absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, I, to be fair, I look great. There there are oh my god, is her are her and the woman who gets her arm cut off? Are they the only women in the movie? Aside from extras, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's like random other people, but I. Oh my god, there are zero other female characters. Yeah, no, this definitely fails the Bechdel test. Like, <laughs> but I'm just, I, th- I, th- I think you're right, though. I think that they're, they're literally the only two women are is one who they make entirely nude for some reason, and the other one where almost every character makes allusions to basically wanting to force themselves upon her there are other i mean they're they're side characters but uh when they first get to um the facility mars when they first get to mars um creepy rapist guy uh mm-hmm. goes up to several oh, yeah. female scientists and says like you know oh ladies we're under quarantine so i'm gonna have to strip search you and it's like so the there's there's the two i think the the two black guys are brothers yeah that are on the team because everybody has to be related, because otherwise we won't care about them, because there's no reason to care about these people. Right. So the idea of losing a sibling is, like, the only stakes. But So the uh, the two brothers do very stereotypical, like, trying to be smooth guy, like, make some, some nasty comments about, like, oh, she's single? Like, oh, hey, yeah. like, how'd you let that fine piece of ass get away from you? Uh. She's his sister. <laughs> Putting it next to the guy who is literally talking about forcing himself on people, it's just like... Well, it normalizes. Yeah, it's 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 frightening how normal what they are doing and the way they talk to her and about her when she's not even there seems compared to how creepy he is. 
but they are also creeps. Oh yeah, no, I mean like, and 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 you know, we would normally talk about this during story, but I do want to touch on it because you you you've touched on it yourself, which is <laughs> that all of the characters save the main one, save Doom Guy, Doom Guy, and um and maybe maybe one of the other ones, the guy who goes toe to toe in a in the electrified ring, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, he's one of the, I think he's the older brother. Yeah. Aside from those two, every single one of them has a horrible personality flaw. Yes, or or litany of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so you've got, like, the, the, the blonde rapist guy. You've got the other black guy who's supposed to be, like, they sell him as, like, a nice guy. But he's, like, constantly making the doctor uncomfortable with his advances total creep yes. yeah he's and just, he, he's just he, creepy like he, I mean, he does his job of protecting her but like maybe also don't psychologically harass her while you are saving her life yeah Ma- he, maybe yeah maybe <laughs> maybe just do it because it's the right thing to do not because she'll owe you something anyways um and then they've got the kid who's a drug addict yeah because and, and that literally comes up once to no reason is that he just gets high and so like maybe they're trying to say like well that's why he would turn evil but he doesn't turn evil like he he's actually sold as a good person at the end yeah and, and then, dies for it yeah which, which is like so this whole movie you've been giving me these sloppy bad people have bad things happen to them and good people have good things happen to them and then you have you introduce the kid of like he's new and he's super green and wet behind the ears and like he just needs something to take the edge off man because he's like really freaked out. But then oh at the end he doesn't want to kill the innocent civilians and he gets shot in the head for it. So like see someone can have flaws but still be a good person and it's like is that the message you're going with? Because yeah, well, all of the, the other message? evidence is contrary to that because all the bad people have exclusively bad things happen to them. And all the good people have exclusively good things happen to them, except for this one great character who's not a main character. And I don't care about it at all. Yes. And then you've got, um, the one other one is the, the guy who is super Christian, you know? Um, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be like Russian. He's like a Russian Orthodox possibly Some, something something all i know is that like literally you know he takes the lord's name in vain and then s- starts cutting himself and it's just kind of like did we need that and again like all of these like horrible personality flaws never come to anything except for weird rapey dude who who dies but they, they all die you know so it's yeah. just kind of like well did he have to be that awful i mean like yeah he died while going to the bathroom which is like the like supposed to it's sold as hilarious and actually you had a good point which is the guy monitoring him like laughs at him dying and it, i get that they're like ha i get it this guy finally died but it's like yeah, he's dying in a pretty horribly visceral way like even if you don't and and, and again just the conf, conflating like there are people i don't like in my life if i was watching them be murdered horribly on a vi- video monitor i wouldn't be like yeah i didn't like that guy it's like no that's that makes you a sociopath and he's on the 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 wheelchair guy. He's I guess it's kind of a wheelchair. Like he's he's like attached to like prosthetic wheels. Yes. Um but that that guy who like I guess manages the facility, he is monitoring them from somewhere. They yep. don't really establish why that room is filled with security cameras, but like sure. yep. he, he's monitoring them and he has just met rapist guy. Yeah. And you could not possibly learn enough hate for someone that watching them die that way wouldn't incite a, a a a an empathetic reaction in you right because you would have to be a sociopath like yes. he must have no basic humanity to be like hey 
Because, I mean, that's literally, he, he like, chortles. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that guy, he's dead. And it's like, Ugh. yeah. So, again, just, and, and because of all of that sort of stuff, it, and I think that that, I think that that would work a lot better if the game was more like Doom with just, like, complete over-the-top insanity, you right. know? Because then it's just like, oh, this is just, like, an over-the-top, like, insane action fest, you know? And so that you can do you know but then the fact they're selling it as like a gritty realistic horror this that's atonal to it so then all of a sudden you're like oh wait and so you the problem is i don't know how to feel you know <laughs> like so it's like oh okay so that was supposed to be funny so these people dying is funny but wait this one's super serious and and then the rock so we're just going straight in plot yeah no the, I mean, there's no reason to try and give this a a a, a fair dissection <laughs> yeah no so for some reason the the rock makes this bizarre character shift from being like the calm controlled squad leader to a murderer yeah like, and that's before he gets infected. Yep. Because I remember because you said like, oh, yeah, he gets infected and then turns evil. And then like we were watching, you're like, I was wrong. Yeah. Apparently, he just turns into a complete dick and then gets evilized or whatever. And and if they had, again, like all it would have taken is like, you know, the the kid, maybe the kid dies and he he felt super responsible for it. And he's like, the these demons, the zombies, whatever. Like, they, they killed the kid. Like, we cannot let this thread out at any cost. And, like, that's his, like, breaking moment. Right. Like, he he loses someone in the field he felt personally responsible for. And now he's, like, killing all of these innocent, probably not even infected people is justified because under no circumstances can we allow the threat to escape this facility. Right. But that's not what happens. Nope. What happens is he... Or you know what they could have done? They wouldn't have had to change anything. They could have inserted a single scene or a single line of dialogue where you found out that The Rock personally was on the payroll of the evil corporation. That Yeah, because right. they would have just been like, yeah. It's like, oh, that's why he's willing to go to these ultra extreme measures because he personally stands to profit. In fact, they even started to set that up because in the scene where you think he dies, where he gets dragged through the nano wall, which mm-hmm. was kind of a neat effect, yeah. but like where he gets dragged through the nano wall, he says almost directly to camera because they framed it that way on purpose. I'm not supposed to die. Right. Which then like two seconds later, they could have found out like, Oh, he, you know, he could have dropped a signet ring of the evil corporations logo, or they could have found, you know, a a credit transfer chip. That's like money that was supposed to go into his account. Anything to just set up why he suddenly becomes a murdering psychopath and kills the kid and kills all these innocent civilians and goes totally bananas. Like, but they didn't even bother. They're just like, we need him to kill all these extras for funsies. Yeah, and actually, I like I like your idea, but like, sorry, because I just I, I want to think for a moment mm-hmm. about a better movie, which is in this case the movie that we're just talking like the movie yeah, it that we're been. now making up. <laughs> yeah, but no, like like he should be on the payroll of like a competitor corporation, and Ooh. so then so then like he could be the person who like you find out is like kind of in like is why this gets so far out of hand is because he's inciting problems and it's just kind of like you know where did so-and-so go it's like i don't know i lost them and you know so yeah because then all and especially when he that would fit really well with the lineup i'm not supposed to die right all you are yeah y'all all y'all yeah all y'all <laughs> supposed to die and, and that would even go well with like him being so single-mindedly focused on retrieving the data because that's what he's there for retrieve the data everybody dies yes yeah which which they set up as he's there to retrieve the data and he's because they show at the beginning they i'm 
they make a small concession to to gender fairness where you see the rock topless mm. because he's you know super jacked out and he has a bi- but really what they're showing you is not that he's super jacked out it's he has a giant semper fi tattoo right on his back which is supposed to be all of the information you need to be like oh he's a hardcore marine like every marine isn't hardcore like yeah i know they're <laughs> i get it yeah. like, but then we are supposed to extrapolate like oh he's gonna follow the mission at any cost and like his orders are his orders but but that's not what we get. He at the beginning, he's like super reasonable and he's like, Yeah, we need to save these people. We need to get this data out. We need to prevent the threat from getting out. That is what we're here to do. And it, then his his pivot to we need to save this data at any human cost. No human cost is so high that we can't save the data. It's like when and why did that become your number one priority? Well, and it's actually a distinct character shift because again, the, the movie's not even in okay with its internal logic because uh, when we first meet um, brother's sister, whatever the, the the Doom Girl, Doom Girl, sure, no, I like that Doom Girl. When we first meet Doom Girl, um, she, uh, you know, like like Doom Guy says, you know, like we're not here for your whatever data. Your science project, yeah, for your science project, and she's like, uh, you should check that with your C- CEO. And The Rock looks uncomfortable with the idea that collecting the data is part of the mission. Yeah, because there are so many innocent people yeah. that are like on death's door. Yeah, so he's just kind of like, yeah, we're here to contain and help these people and get the data. And then like towards the end, he's like, the data is all that matters. And it's like, whoa, you you personally did not seem that. And again, all before he's infected. Right. So while we're talking about this, I just I have to talk about, because the, the movie, again, with any science fiction, with any, with any fiction, right, you set up your own universe, right? And the only thing that's important is that you stay consistent to you, yes, right? you write the rules so they can be whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. They just have to be consistent. And so the fact that it's internally inconsistent is frustrating. And I know that I really shouldn't be looking for a message in these movies. <laughs> but that being said, they go out of their way to produce one and then – Put it so again, like it's like hell. So they have a bunch of like Christian references and Christian, you know, like, and they're all ham handed and stupid, you know, like, it's like at one point he's like Genesis chapter one. And it's like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, chapter one of Genesis is God created the heavens and the, the earth, earth, which you're not doing. Nope. It's not until like, like a couple of verses in until you actually get to, and then God created man. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. So that's, that's all stupid. But, so, but the thing is, then eventually they say that um, there is an evil gene, right? Yes. And and this and, and I remember like like I think we paused it. I was like, no, this is. You're, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, this is this is upsetting. Which means that you are literally born evil. Yes. Right. Which is in direct conflict with the Christian mythology of free will. Right. So like the whole thing is this like, oh well, you know, like with Christianity and all the Christian, you know, like like uh, themes that they're evoking are, you know, like, it's about free will. I mean, like, literally, God gave man free will, and we immediately screwed it up. But, <laughs> like, that's kind of the point. And then to say, like, but you're born evil, it's like, then God's a huge dick. Yeah. Why would you literally, because then there is no freedom of choice. You were just born evil. So then why would you put, why, why would they go to hell? Like, what's that about? Yeah, it, it creates a very weird uh, striation of, like, oh, they they found this evil gene, and now we are trying to, we the humans are trying to use this discovery to uh make super soldiers they show the video of the condemned prisoner i'm actually not really clear on what they were trying to do with this discovery science 
Science. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so they learned about this science and they were like, we would also like to science with this science. Yep. And the result of that science was some people are born evil, which is why when uh, all of those people get uh, bit or tongued or whatever, they turn into like violent psychopaths and some of them turn into gigantic, horrible monsters because the implication is the eviler you are, the more of a monster. Which means the wheelchair guy was like the biggest monster of all Huge because he monster. was yeah yeah like I don't know what he did like I don't know what horrible things were on his hard drive but like he's clearly the like like he's the secret villain like he yeah. turns into a bigger monster than the Rock does yeah and and the Rock I guess is um like evilish because he just turns into a super powered the Rock like he and I mean I get it like he's a face character like well, and also I think that he's like turning. You know, like we don't get to see full blown before he dies. I mean, we couldn't handle it. No, like it just be <laughs> too 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 it's much. Too, rock. It's too much. The rock, the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay. So let. But he didn't appear to be turning into because I mean the wheelchair guy turns into like a horrible like slug monster with his his prosthetic limb, his yeah. his pros- prosthesis, prosthesis. Yeah. like dangling off of him, and it, it's very like. It's very doomy. Like there's a monster like that in Doom and yeah. in the the newer ones, and like it's it's very like scary. But um, everybody else just looks like a like a zombie. Yep, they're like kind of messed up, but they still basically look like humans. And then you see a handful of like greater demons who are like humanoid, but like bigger and more horrifying. Like the in the the cage match, yep. the, the the brother there fights one of them. You know, like a big yep. scary monster, but. Um, yeah, like you know, you can't cover up that that sweet sweet rock face. Like that's that's nope. what everybody's here for. <laughs> I mean, it's that's what I was there for. And yeah, and I mean, like, they, so again, this movie has no idea what it wants to be. And, <laughs> and honestly, like, I would have just even signed up for, well, like, to juxtapose it to, like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was pretty much fan service the movie. Yeah, right. That's what that's what we wanted in Doom. You know, and just and and we got it for like. Four sweet, sweet yep. minutes. Exactly. Four sweet, sweet <laughs> minutes at the end. But, like, I remember, like, we were discussing, like, so many other just easy fan service things. Because the thing is, Doom is ridiculous and over the top. So if they made this ridiculous and over the top, they can get away with so many more things. Where you're like, oh, oh, it's the thing I wanted. Like, we, we said that, you know, like, when he wakes up and, like, is Doom guy. Like, what if, you know, like, the explosion that incapacitated him, like, had some kind of, like, green goo or paint, so he, like, wakes up, and he's, like, kind of half-covered in green armor. Like, everybody would have been like, ha, because it's, like, Doom guy, you know, and you would have gotten a kick out of it. Or if it's just kind of like, for example, like, they're like, well, we started doing these experiments on humans or whatever, because it actually, one of the things that it causes is, like, a strong electrical discharge, the ability to have a strong electrical discharge in your extremities. You mean they can shoot fireballs? Basically. Yeah. You know, and then it would be like, ha! Yeah, so easy. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, we're doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, and you can see and hear parts where they, like, someone on the crew must have been like, hey, uh, when this first door in the movie opens, it should make the, the doom yeah. door noise. Like, that'd be neat. And you're like, oh, neat. And then later in the movie, they go out of their way to talk about their crazy doors because they have the nano walls. Yep. And it's like, okay, I don't think nano walls were in the older Doom game. I mean, they're definitely not. They no. might have been in, in the, the Doom 3. But uh, here is a perfect excuse to use a weird door noise. Mm-hmm. Every time the nano wall turns on and off, it should make the Doom door noise. Yep. 
Like it doesn't have to be loud. You don't have to, you know, shove it down my ear holes, but, but like, there you go. Like it turns on and off a handful of times, make it make the doom door noise a handful of times. And everyone will go like, yeah. every time it does it, like they show, uh, the bio force gun, right? The BFG 9,000, yes, yes. which in the official doom instruction manual, because, uh, John Romero, John Romero, is that his name? The, the guy yeah. who's like behind doom, like, he was like a huge dork, and mm-hmm. he, in the official instruction manual, calls it the big fucking gun. Yes. And they obviously aren't going to label it that way in the movie, so they give you the fan service because when The Rock picks it up, he looks at it and goes, big fucking gun. Yep. And it's like, yes, that. Just give me 90 minutes of those yeah. moments. Yeah, just little stuff like that. I mean, like, for example, how many times, like you said, like they open that nano wall door like 50 times, right? But you find, like it, it's like a... Co- a keypad code right maybe maybe a little a little yellow key yeah. you know like just that she wears around her neck and then like maybe at one point when they're like we have to get to this other place to shut it down and it's like i don't have access for that it's like only so-and-so does and he's you know went missing there and then like they get him and maybe it's like a blue key card because like they've got higher level clearance or something yeah. you know easy lazy like yeah. n- not hard i mean that's the thing is that, like <laughs> this movie is so lazy but it's lazy in the wrong direction it's like no be lazy like i mean nobody was expecting a huge think piece you yeah. know i no, mean crib the source material that's why you have you make a movie based on source material yeah so you can steal from the source material yeah that everybody's there because we want to and okay so then like and so to talk a little bit more about the plot and all of these different the, the just sheer amount of time they waste building out backstories for characters that we don't care about because they're not <laughs> Doom Guy. And again, like Doom Guy is Doom Guy. He has no backstory. He's silent protagonist, you know? So it's like, why did you create a movie with a where the protagonist from the video game is silent? The source material has a silent protagonist because it doesn't matter. And then you literally made like seven characters and gave them all like in, incredibly intricate backstories yeah. why incredibly intricate stupid and inconsistent backstories yeah because like the super religious dude he you know like like gets infected and then kills himself because it's like he knew that he was turning dun, and, it, dun, dun. and it's like who cares like literally that entire character lifts out you know yeah because they already had an, enough information and i think that even it would have been a better reveal when because she says like you know when he's like where's this one doctor and she's like he's over there because that particular zombie was like missing an ear yeah he had ripped his own ear off while he was going crazy right and then that particular zombie was making that's a better reveal than having this one so like that entire character lifts out you know i mean basically this could have been like a squad of four people and you would have got because you have a doom guy the rock the innocent kid who has to die and then like one other character yeah you know to just kind of round out the team it's just and 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 also to one just the thing that we both got frustrated about a number of times <laughs> which is like at some point the answer isn't we're going to complete the mission the answer is this mission is beyond the scope of what we initially thought it was we need assistance or backup or whatever yes you know like not just throwing good money after bad you know well in again inconsistent motivations for the rock because when he realizes, like, oh, we're fighting, like, demons from hell or zombies or something, like, this, this is outside the scope of what six guys were prepared for, yep. no matter how rapey one of them is. Like, exactly. We, we, we need, need to bring all of his rapiness to bear yeah, and yet and not be... It's not going to stop the hell problem. So, <laughs> so, so you would think uh, when he says, like, we need to get these people out of here and we... Because he even says, like, the... 
this mission is now keeping whatever is happening here from going through the arc, right. which is another like totally confusing and pointless plot device they throw in there. Like, oh, we have this instantaneous travel between these two places. And also it hurt this one guy. And that's why he has this prosthetic wheelchair legs. And it's like, uh, do I need to know that? Do I yeah. care about that? Like he can just be sitting in a chair because he's not a Marine. Like, did I really need to see oh, like, Oh, every time somebody goes through the arc, they vomit. Cause it's so intense. Like there can just be a teleporter that's perfectly functioning and doesn't make people vomit and doesn't cut your butt off. Like yeah. I, it doesn't need to be like risky and scary. I just need to know that the demons have a way to get back to earth and we want to stop that. Well, and especially because the risky scariness of it is never, never advances the plot. It's just to show why the guy's in a wheelchair. But he didn't need to be in a wheelchair. No. Or, I mean, even if he was, you don't need a... I mean, like... Yeah. It's, it's, he's it's, just in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's just in a wheelchair. Just a dude in a wheelchair, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't I don't need to know that the black guy's parents were both black, and that's why he grew up black. Like, I assume that. Yeah. I assume there's a reason he's black, and I assume that the guy in a wheelchair is in the wheelchair for a reason. I don't need to know why he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, it, and it never matters, because nope. the reason they leave him behind which he intonates several times is I'm not a soldier. I'm not a soldier. Right. If he said like, I can't help you. I'm in a wheelchair. Like, okay, then yes, he's, he's using his handicap as an excuse to be a coward, but he doesn't, he no. wears being a coward, super proud. Yeah. He's just like, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. And, and, and also too, like I would have even preferred for it to just be like a running joke to be like, you know, Hey, how'd you get in that wheelchair? It's like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, like totally. Like yeah. that, that would have been kind of funny, you know, especially like, like, especially if at, at the last minute, like they, you want to know how I got these scars? Like, you know, like, like just, yeah. oh God. And, but yeah, that's the thing is that like the, the teleportation process being risky is it, it, it never moves the plot in any direction. Nope. You know? so, in fact, every time they need to rely on the teleportation works, works perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. D- it does not flub once. It's even when the rock is being pulled into it like in situ like when like in the final fight which i totally thought the point wasn't for him to teleport him away the point was for him to half teleport him yes that's what i thought it was going to go is that like he's going to teleport his bottom half away because that's what the whole setup was for you know like like we've seen that it does that specific thing yeah literally will teleport your butt somewhere that the rest of you doesn't go his lower half is through the teleporter teleporter's going to cut off he's going to go down we're done here. And then that didn't happen. And I was just like, what? Why? No. And, and in fact, what they do with the teleporter to kill the rock literally could have just been a door. Yes. Because the rock is now on the other side of a barrier. It happens to be the arc. And then Doom Guy throws a grenade through the, the arc and it explodes and kills the rock. Yeah. So it could have just been any barrier. It could have yeah. been a chest high wall from uncharted, like that, <laughs> that the heroes ducked behind so that they weren't hurt in the blast. Like yeah. all they needed to do was have the rock be affected by the grenade and them not be affected by the grenade. And the fact that they make a point to explain, this is a thing that can cut you in half. And then they don't cut him in half, even though they set up cutting him in half yeah. is infuriating because it's not an intentional subversion. I think Literally, they just didn't, it didn't occur to them. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to have the rock like being sucked into the arc and he's going to be like half in it. And then, and somebody in the room was like, and it's going to cut him in half. And he's get, like, that's how yeah. they're going to beat him. Like, cause like the way we set it up in the beginning, and they're like, 
oh no oh crap we just filmed that scene like doom guy throws a grenade through the arc it makes no sense oh crap yeah. no, I mean, <laughs> we already sent everybody home for the day we can't reshoot it <laughs> like, like, they, like yeah like they said that in the boardroom he's like oh yeah it's gonna cut him in half right and he's just kind of like huh no that, that would have been pretty good oh well what was your idea well no i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> it it made it in the movie didn't it it, it, it make it, it into the movie it, it's, it's, it's yeah, already done it's, it's kind of the, the final scene and so one of the things that that you mentioned they show and i don't remember seeing it but at that point i just started to get frustrated which is there's the thing that cuts through that foot thick iron containment door which i don't believe they ever show okay just making sure because i was like Okay, because I have follow-up questions. One <laughs> is, holy crap, what in the world do they have on hand that can cut through, like, steel that thick? Yeah. That's, and, that's... and, I mean, there, there's implications about the kind of device that does the cutting because it is a clean yes. Triforce-shaped cut. It's, like, weirdly triangular. Yeah. But, but it's a clean cut. It's not... It doesn't appear to be melted. Yep. There aren't burns. It looks like the piece just lifted away, like you might cut out a, the center of a cake. Yes, yeah, so I was just kind of, so I don't know a what tool can do that, but it's science fiction. Okay, B, who's doing that? Because they're all mindless zombies. Well, and th this is another thing that's wildly inconsistent is when they and I like that they they started to go down this path and then they totally give up on it, like they gave up on everything. Yep, <laughs> it's just a it's a movie of quitters. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, when they get to I think when they go back through the arc, so they're in the Earth side of the facility. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a, a door that was locked and now has been unlocked, and the implication is that it's been done by one of the monsters. And I think the kid says like they're unlocking doors now and the the younger brother of the the two two marine brothers says um he looks at him and he goes well they're rocket scientists and it's like oh oh yeah so they're not mindless zombies like they're now super brilliant super powerful like hell demons like cool let's yeah, what are, what are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, they're going to chase people down hallways while they and, scream and and eat them. Yeah. yeah. And it's like oh <laughs> Oh, yeah. No. So, OK. So, yeah. So apparently they, they're whatever the plot needs them to be. But OK. So <laughs> apparently these zombies got the supercutter and, and mindfully used it to get to an area that they would have to still be sentient to know that they need to get there. Yeah. Because and, and there aren't any zombies in that area, I think. So they no. cut the hole in the door and then like not use it. And then like kind of shuffled off. Yeah. So all of that being said, I would like to know why the – okay, so first of all, I have to assume that this magic tool, whatever it is, is like somewhat unique because if they were ubiquitous, they'd be used regularly. Like we'd, we'd, we yeah. would have actually seen it. They'd, they'd be about. Yeah. So why would this super powerful high-grade steel-cutting laser, I assume – why is that kept near the containment door? Yeah. Like, why? Is, is, is this, this a shitty like, lock. Like, like, like you've got a lock and the key right next to it? <laughs> like, is, is this like a fire axe, like, next to, like, you put it, like, in uh, like in the Prestige? Like, he keeps the fire axe, like, right next to the, the dunk tank. Oh, yeah. In case he has to go and, like, smash it open. So, it's like, oh, we need this foot-thick, let's say, stainless steel containment door. But in case we need to get through it, right next to it on the wall is the magic foot steel cutting laser <laughs> right and so then you can make the argument is like oh well you know they 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 put it there and like you said like in case they need to use it but then what threat are they imagining 
generally containing because that wouldn't be smart enough to, to use, use the laser thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what? Why? And so then, but then, okay. So then looking at it from a narrative standpoint, like just like with the wheelchair, just like with the teleporter, which could have just been a door, the wheelchair, which didn't need to exist. Like that makes the door pointless. Yes. Right. Like the, if, if all the door does is, or at least it doesn't need to be a huge thick containment door. It could just be a normal door, you know? And like, and even if they wanted to, this is so dumb. Like they could have just <laughs> been like, you know, if they if they want to explain it because they want to have that moment of like the thing hitting against the door or you know, whatever they show another containment door get ripped open yeah so they they establish that doors in this universe don't protect you from anything right um but this one in particular is like this huge containment door so like what if you know like like literally and it would be great because they're like build tension is when they walk through the door the first time it's not this huge vault door but like a normal ish door right and they go like this is the containment door and they're like corporation cutting costs you know something just like a throwaway line that, that way you could be like oh no it is their folly that be, you know besets them you yeah. know but like instead it's just you know oh well there's this huge door and they're able to laser cut through it i mean it's just it's well, just so sloppy and i don't think it matters it's not like ah even with the foot thick containment door we still weren't safe i don't remember anything happening after there was a hole in the door except the heroes just using it to pass back and forth between those two rooms which they could have done anyway because they had the power to open the door yeah so like, i don't i don't actually know what the point of showing that that door was fallible like again is this a horror movie was this yeah. supposed to just create a general sense of unease that like doors like nano wall doors and foot thick stainless steel containment doors nothing can protect you from uh <laughs> I, th I think that the main purpose of showing that the door was destroyed was to show that containment was breached. Is I think like what they were going for. But again, you but know, we know that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that you know, like it's it's something that happens like off screen, you know. And and again, you know, how does this movie spend its time? It spends its time pontificating greatly on characters we don't care about, as opposed to like the most important thing of the movie is the containment. So that failing happens off screen yeah like the most important thing in the movie happens off screen yeah, what what's that the rule of writing like show don't it, tell <laughs> well yes but it's something like uh like is the story you're telling about your character the most interesting story of their life if not why aren't you telling that, that story? story yeah so it's like interesting so if, if the whole movie is ostensibly about containing this threat because we as the audience and and the characters that we're supposed to be identifying with don't want hell zombies magic whatever right. unicorns to leak into our world and so containment is super important it's what the marines are there for it's what the scientists want it, it is generally what all the people whose motives we are supposed to agree with want and then the one time that that is like no question failed like we don't see it and nobody cares yeah none of the characters like seem to care no because they're still busy like murder housing people i guess you know um, I will give the movie one prop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a prop. It's just something that was like when they happened, we were like, yes, which is um, they absolutely start shooting dead bodies, which they, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> which is which because which, I remember both of us getting like really excited because like, you know, like there was like a guy laying on the floor and the Marine walked up to him and just put two bullets in him because why not? Yeah. There's even a thoughtful line of dialogue about it. Make sure those dead scientists stay dead yep. or are really dead or something. But it's like they they do 
a thoughtful thing that those characters would do. Yeah. We are here to contain the threat. We now know that a feature of the threat is rising from the dead because we saw it happen to one of our own Marines and we've seen all these other horrible things. So like we're going to be good at our job, which we are supposedly good at our job. Yeah. Cause there's some super special Marine special force special. I, I was super un- there. Maybe there's a throwaway line of dialogue in the beginning of the movie that we were too busy, like laughing over but <laughs> for, for me to hear it, but I was not super clear on how, so they are Marines Yes. But they have been hired by a private corporation. Like, the government didn't send them in. A private corporation has hired a military body, a U.S. government military body, to go into ostensibly international waters on Mars yes. and and commit military action. Like, it's... Yep. Who approved that? Like, well, who rubber-stamped that <laughs> before they went on vacation? So, I think that, and I may be wrong, is it looks like they are a... Like, a... And I think you may have mentioned it, like a special security team, you know? So, like, they may be, like, a group of ex-Marines, you okay. know? Okay, so they're now... Um... Private sector. Uh, so, anyway, so let's let's assume that, right? So then they're hired to go deal with this thing by a super evil corporation. That's all fine. But then, like, they they are part of a greater organization. Like, they are not the... They're not like like the Rock is not a sole proprietor, you know. Like he's not a small <laughs> businessman who's pulled together a ragtag group of Marines. Yeah, you know, like they are part of a greater unit because their their leave gets canceled. You know, I want you to finish. I just came so close to interrupting you because of something that disgusted me in this opening <laughs> scene, but I, I want to let you finish. Fair enough, um, but uh, yeah, no. So so because we don't know what the stakes are, right? Like if if they had said, you know hey, we're the only, like, you know, like, you know our organization shuts down this time of year. We're the only people available. Then I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, but the thing is, because we don't know what organization they're part of, I'm just like, go get help. Go get help. Why aren't you getting help? Which makes me think that they're dumb, you know? Not that the resource isn't available, because they've set up a world where the resource should be available and never gave us a reason why it's not available. Even just something like... They even radio... Well, the the rapist guy, he goes to the toilet. The reason he dies in the toilet is because he says he has to go to the bathroom so that he can radio for help, which he radios for help from an underground facility on Mars with, like, his Mm walkie-talkie and... What? Yeah, no, because... And, and, and we learn nothing about the large organization or if people are coming or if they're like, no, you're on your own or like, this is an off-the-books operation. Like, we learn nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I mean, even if... Because, again, like, they, they, they don't... Because I don't, I don't know what the stakes are and I don't know really, of course, because of all the rapiness, who to root for. <laughs> but, I mean, like, even if they had just said, you know, like, like, if it's supposed to be because of their own poor decisions, they are in a bad situation, which would be in line with the christian mythology although out of line with the the, the predeterminism genetic yeah, the, the hard determinism <laughs> philosophy but whatever but where, if, if they had done something where they were just kind of like you know like hey instead of like leaves canceled because they have no agency there they were sent to do a thing right if the the thing says like hey i know everybody's looking looking to go on leave but you know there's an off the like you said like an off the books job that like needs to be done and we're going to get paid triple for it right because then that would go in with the corporate greed theme consistent motivations yep. understand why the rock loses his mind yep exactly you know like all of that would like hold up but instead it's like they're they are sent somewhere which is actually very dutiful which is a virtue yeah. you know Greed being a vice and one of seven somethings. Something, something. <laughs> would be a good reason for them to be punished for. But instead they're punished for something that's outside of their control. Yes. And and again, like we're we're told 
through i mean we were we're shown that like some of them are kind of bad people or they have these like non-admirable qualities but like like the rapist guy he definitely deserves to die horribly yeah. if if you are going to be simplistic about like bad person deserves punishment right but like the guy who's just like kind of a creep and like the guy who's like a little bit of a sadomasochist because he has like the wrong sort of super deep devotion to his religion like do they deserve to die horribly like i'm not what is what is the message about morals here oh wait there isn't one so here's here's what i almost just like super talked over you for right in the beginning and and i actually i wrote this down in my notes and the more i think about it the more angry i am (laughs) (laughs) in the opening scene by which I'm counting, like, the whole them getting to the Ark room. So, like, the characters are introduced, like, in their bunk, which they're going on leave, but they clearly live, like, in that facility because there's, like, personal effects and things everywhere. But they're they're in, like, their barracks, whatever, and they, uh, they're establishing, like, who these people are. They're kind of talking to each other, talking about their leave, being creepy rapists. Sure. And then uh, Sarge comes down, and he's like, we're out. And then they get on the, the helicopter, and it takes them to where the ark is and there is a scene when they get onto the helicopter where they each grab their weapon and they put their hand on the stock and it goes like you know id george witt yep. id david lyons and it like you're like oh okay because later there's going to be a scene where doom guy lost his gun right and he needs to use sarge's gun to defend himself but he can't, right. and he's going to have to like improvise a weapon, and that's why this scene is happening, yep. because otherwise, this doesn't matter, and I don't care about it. And guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter, and you shouldn't care about it. It is literally the scene they use to tell you the characters' names. I'm like, wait a minute. They just sat in this room and talked to each other for like four minutes. At no point could you have written a line of dialogue where some of the names were spoken aloud, and then when they go into the helicopter, the other two or three names that hadn't been spoken aloud in the previous scene could have been spoken aloud. You had to have talking thumbprint ID guns that never, ever matter. No one ever mentions it again. People pick up other guns because in the facility, there are guns lying around. Everyone has a sidearm that doesn't seem to be ID'd. In fact, no, I take it back because (laughs) not only do they pointlessly set this up, but they then go against their own logic because when uh, the, I think the older brother, the older uh, brother Marine had the, uh, like a Gatling gun because it's doomed. We got to have a random Gatling gun, like fan service, except you suck at it. And then someone else picks it up and uses it. Yep. Which establishes that the IDs don't do anything. They're not locked like the computer said they are. Like, yeah. why did you set this up just to break it when there were no stakes? Well, especially because, <laughs> yeah, no, no, all that's true. And and worst case scenario, the minigun is not bio-locked, which is the, really the gun is the, that's the one you need bio-locked, yeah. right? Like, like only somebody, like that, you shouldn't be throwing around miniguns all willy-nilly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is... It, Again, like it's like introduce all of their nicknames, which again, Doom Guys, Doom Guy. These guys don't need names, yeah. you know. Like none of the, them do. Th- these guys should not be in the movie. No, it it should be um, Doom Guy. I mean, they wanted The Rock, so the, yeah. maybe The Rock is private security that works there, and so Doom Guy goes to the facility, and then he has to work with The Rock, and that's why The Rock is so motivated to save the data because he's literally on the company's payroll. Yep. And then Doom Guy is like, yeah, I don't 
I don't care about protecting this data. I care about protecting my sister, Doom Girl, and about these civilians and the people who work in this facility and not letting hell leak out onto to Earth, right? Like, then they could have some interesting backstories because there's a small number of people that I have to care about and I understand their motivations. Like, yep. Uh, okay, yeah. so I want to do two things. I want to briefly talk about the music, mm-hmm. and then I think we should bring our stress levels back down by rapping, talking about the one true scene. Is that? Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So, I mean, do you, do you have any other? Uh, no, the only, I mean, we could complain forever. Yeah. The, 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 the one <laughs> other just note that I had, which I thought was very interesting is the opening universal logo. Oh, I really yeah. liked. It was like the, it was like you watch that and then it's 90 minutes of schlock and then the end, you know, but basically they, it was just, I, I was like, Oh, that's really neat, which is that the Universal logo, which, you know, normally pans across Earth, pans across Mars. And I was like, and it's red, you know, so it kind of sets like an eerie visual theme. I was like, that was pretty neat. And then it yeah. immediately jumps into <laughs> opening title screen narration, which is never a good sign. The, the high point of a movie should not be the production company logo. <laughs> That's not good. Nope, nope, not a great sign. But anyways. Yeah, so the, the thing I just want to say about the music is whoever did the music or had responsibility for the music understood doom and that this movie is not a horror movie because there isn't a ton of music in this movie. And when it does come up, it's like driving nineties rock music, right? It's like, like heavy, fast guitar, like, you know, doom music because it's supposed to be like empowering. And the thing that is so sad about it is several times that that music is played, it's during like a shootout, but like a horror shootout where like the visuals are all dark and muddy and the heroes can't see heroes <laughs> can't see what they're shooting at. And it's like scary and threatening. And it's very like Xenomorph from aliens. Like, I do, I don't know where the monster is. I'm just blindly firing into the dark because we don't know how to use a light switch. Like it's, <laughs> but you have this like heavy rock music over it. And it's like, wait, how am I supposed to be feeling? Because the visuals without this music would be like, you should be terrified. There is an unknown threat of unknown quantity and severity about you. Mm -hmm. And who knows what's going to happen? You might get your head ripped off. You might die on the toilet. Like, yeah, anything could go wrong. But the music is like, we're in control. Like we're the badass space Marines here to, you know, kick ass and chew bubble gum, but I'm all out of Duke Nukem references. And (laughs) it's, really bizarre to me it's such a bummer but the one place or the one time that the music does get to shine is in that precious precious scene yes right at the end of the movie which or is it's the second to last major scene i guess yes which is um and, and actually one thing to touch on music not with the movie but with the 2016 doom game that i thought was really fascinating is um the guy who did that music put an incredible amount of care into it and like i was just like reading this thing about like all this different stuff like he actually got like old sound equipment to make it sound like the original doom yes but um one of my favorite ones is that he actually the tone that he used as like the bass tone was a chainsaw running oh cool yeah so like that run like that he just didn't like like i guess whatever you know like modulated modulated it, yeah. it yeah but that's that's why it has like that weird gritty sound and, and so this reminded me of a little bit of that where it's just kind of like no they they put a lot of time energy and love into the music it just got attached to terrible plot yeah. and terrible visuals well and, and doom has a like a storied history of its music because uh john romero is like he's a weird dude and he made some really amazing games with a lot of help from very talented people but one of the things that 
he or whoever was responsible for the music did uh, in, I think, Doom 2 is like if you do and I'm going to butcher this terminology, I'm, I'm not enough of an audio engineer, but if you do like a spectral visualization oh, of the yes. music, there's like 666 in yep. one of the songs and another one I think has like pentagrams in it over and over. And it's like, you have to write music that when it is visualized will create this picture. Yep. Like that's incredibly thoughtful and clever Easter eggs. It's like maybe some of those clever, thoughtful people should have worked on this movie. Yeah, any <laughs> of them. But uh, but yeah, no, the, dude. The final the final visual scene is just like with the the first person shooter. Yeah, we're not even talking about the fight with the rock. The, no, the because that scene is an okay kung fu scene, but that's not what Doom yeah, is about. That scene is just. I didn't want it to end, you know, like it's just it's it's so awesome. It's perfectly video gamey, you know, because like there's literally like like people duck out from behind cover and go like, Roar, yeah. you know, blam, blam, blam. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, you know, like the, the, the high tension scene of like trying to reload, you know, like while the thing's coming at you. But it's like stuntedly coming at you you know one of the demons is wielding a chainsaw which is hilariously over the top and then he jumps over that person to then shoot them from behind which is just ridiculous and over the top and you're like this is this is what i wanted this is what i came here for and and i think they honestly could have i mean i think a 90 minute movie of first person doom guy would be weird like to the point of not enjoyable but if they had done Better, a little bit better setup. Not, it doesn't have to be Citizen Kane. Just like, don't, don't write a bunch of stupid rules and break all your stupid rules in stupid ways. Like, please just script writing 101, right? Yep. Fewer characters. Maybe I'm going to go with 0% rapiness. Like, yeah. No, I don't need any of that. I nope. don't need the topless woman. I don't need topless rock. Like, I get it. She was attractive. He's attractive. Like, that's just leave all that yeah, out. That's, that's right? just pornography. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> just give me a little bit of setup about why Doom Guy is there, why The Rock is the villain, because you want your face character. I get yep. it. Right. It's a movie. And then give me 20 minutes of first person nonsense and then the fight with The Rock and then movie over. And roll credits. Which is close to what they do. Except there's 90 minutes of weird setup with rapey characters that I don't care about and inconsistent rules and, and all this nonsense. Like, if you could literally start that movie at, like, the 95-minute mark. Keep the lean 90 minutes, and everybody goes home happy. Yep. Yep. So, I guess, you know, the question. No. <laughs> there, there are no questions. <laughs> no. So, um, I would actually argue... Okay, so no, it didn't hold up, obviously. Like, like, no, do do not go see this movie. But the weird thing is, I remember as a 12 year old or 14 or however old I was. um, Oh, no, that's right. Because no, 2005, sir. Yeah, that's right. I keep keep wanting to believe. You were way older, and this is way more recent. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but no, I remember back when this came out, me thinking, like, it wasn't very good. So it's worse than you remember it. but it was always bad. Like, I remember it being bad. Like, I remember when it came out, I was like, this is very good. Yeah, I mean, the the one and only way, if you remember seeing this movie and enjoying it, because I was like, the reason I wanted Doom to win the vote off was I was like, I kind of just want an excuse to rewatch Doom. Sure. Right? And yeah. And then I realized when we were done that the right way to rewatch Doom is to find the first person scene on YouTube. Yep. And just watch that. Yep. And that's it. That's it. That's it. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. 
and you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand, your memories creeping with the end of a smile. If given the choice of uh, of of watching Doom or going to hell, I say go to hell. I'm proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> <laughs>